0: Gospel of Matthew, it's chapter 6, verses 1 to 18, and you can find it on page 684 in the Church Bible. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your father, who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This is the word of the Lord.
1: I tend to move around a bit, so I like to uh, uh, hold it in my hand. But uh, yeah, greetings from uh, your brothers and sisters over in Shatin. It's nice to be here. Uh, We're sisters, both planted and Bynes and Andrews, uh, last century. But uh, yeah, it's uh, great to be with you. Let's pray together. Uh, Father, thank you for uh, your work. Thank you that you are speaking, God. Uh, pray that uh, the words you've just spoken to us you'd help me to explain them. Uh, and please speak to each of our hearts uh, today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So yeah, my name is Niels. Um, that's a Dutch name. So I'm originally from the Netherlands, although I lived for a long time in the UK. Uh, my wife EJ is here as well. I have two of our children. One is helping in the service at Shatin. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be uh, in Hong Kong. We've been here about three years. And we actually, we have uh, regularly friends coming to visit us. You know, they uh, we have a good relationship in the UK. They come here. And then I want to show kind of things that are you know typical Hong Kong and those kind of things. Now, one thing that I like to do, I like to take them around our estate. So we live in Mount Sun, not too far away. And uh, yeah, it's uh, sort of, you know, it's about 20 years old, but it's won all these prizes for architecture, yeah? It's a uh, It's named after paradise, as if living here is really like paradise, even though you have to work so many hours a week and (laughs) do so much homework. But it's it's paradise. (laughs) But but when you look at it, it looks beautiful. You have these beautiful stone pillars everywhere. And what I then ask people, you're just not on them. So people know. It's just plastic. It's just a funky pillar with plastic, right? You recognize it. It's just fake. It looks very good on the outside. Uh, on the inside, on the other hand, it's just cheaply made, and uh, as long as it's holds up in a typhoon, it's fine. <laughs> uh, now, being, being fake. I mean, most people don't mind, right? It's just about the outside. In a way, we're used to things being fake. You go to a restaurant, and there's a the waiter, and they go out their way to serve you and to give you what you need. And then, of course, later, you know, he's completely forgotten who you are. It's just his job, right? We, we know that's fake. At the same time, sometimes we, sometimes we don't expect things to be fake. You know, either there's, here's a friend, and you, you trust them, and you confide in them, and then it turns out they don't really care about you. You didn't know, but you find out. It was just fake. And anyway, we, we don't like fakes. I know uh, Lucas gave this great title about virtue signaling. Uh, if you've seen the news, uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, uh, he's in the news now, he always speaks out about racism and sexism and the climate change and then they found some pictures of him being racist long ago and everyone wonders is this guy fake or not right? i think it's just you know he wasn't young but you know, you know what i mean well, what does jesus think of fakes uh, i think as you heard last week and as we'll again see this week jesus does not want fakes you know jesus has come to bring the kingdom as christians we're the people of his kingdom he wants us to be real to be real on the outside as well as the inside. And last week, you know, adultery. Not just in the flesh, in your heart. Uh, are you lost or not? A uh, murder. Yes, you may not be killing people. What it you like on the inside? And that is what Jesus wants. That is true righteousness. He says, you know, don't be like the Pharisees. At 5 verse 20, I think that was too, uh, last week, I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You need to be much better than the Pharisees, who were you know, the, the holiest people around back then. But Jesus says it's just on the outside, and God cares about the inside. And yeah, today, he will continue on the same line. I mean, it, this is important for us, right? We, we're Christians, we want to listen to, to, to how Jesus wants us to live. And he says, you know, he doesn't want us to be fixed. But maybe you're here as a visitor. You're not a Christian. I think this is one of the things you hear most often, right? Christians are hypocrites. And maybe you think that. Actually, it's maybe good to hear Jesus doesn't want hypocrites. Jesus wants Christians to be real. Not just look good on the outside, but uh, wrong on the inside. So that's where we're going. Um, today, as you heard, it's maybe more uh, vertical. And last week was loving your neighbor by love and murder. Today, it's it's really... Vertical, right? Religion, prayer, fasting, that kind of stuff. But also in this dimension, you know, be real, don't be fake. And so that's what we're going to look at. Um, I won't look at the Lord's prayer. Uh, Lucas will do that next week. I'll just do those three things about giving, praying, and fasting, and kind of the false religion that uh, yeah Jesus exposes. So uh, yeah, let's look in what what's, what's the problem here? And a big problem, yeah, it's this false religion is showing off to others and showing off to others. Let me read verses 1 to 4 again so you get an idea. And be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And I think it's basically a question of audience. Who are you doing it for? Verse 1 is the, the basic principle. Don't do it in front of others. To be seen by them. And to be seen is, well, for you. I mean, Two weeks ago, Jesus said, actually, I want you to be seen by others. 5 verse 16, he said, uh, let your light shine before men so that people may see your good deeds and glorify your Father. But of course, that is that people see you and praise God. This is different, right? This is that people see you and they praise you. They think, wow, you're so holy. You're so generous. You're such a prayer warrior. Wow. That is what Jesus is against. And he gives the example, yeah, here, of giving. A giving, uh, we think it's a horizontal thing, right? You care about people, so you, you give to the poor, you support mission work, those kind of things. For the Jews, it was much more uh, religious. It's something you do for God. God cares about the poor, and so we do. So they had this offering box in the synagogue, and, in the, uh, and it says righteousness. This is your righteousness. It's you know, giving to the poor. It was so important. Well, but of course, you can just put some money in quietly. But some people, they like to make a big show of it. So, you know, when it's your turn, it's like they, they have a band with trumpets. And so when and you're there, and you're putting the money in, and everyone. And you get the idea. And everyone looks up, and everyone, what's going on? And there you are, and you take your purse, and you pour the money in, and everyone thinks, wow. And Jesus says, that is terrible. You're just doing it to show off. Now, the worst case, you're really just an actor, right? You, you don't care at all about God. You just put it in, yeah, to show off. I mean, a hypocrite, they literally that means an actor. An actor is something, yeah, someone who pretends to be something they're not. And usually that's fine. And we know that, that guy on the screen, that's Robert Downey Jr. It's not Iron Man. It's, that's okay. But the thing is, with these kind of hypocrites, you don't know, right? They look generous. But in their heart, the only thing they care about is others. I think for most of us, we, we were probably not like that. I think if I look at myself, it's much more mixed. I, I think it's good to give. It's, I think it's good to pray. But when I do it, I still have an eye on others. Right? It's a bit mixed. I don't know if you recognize that. Let, let me give an uh, example for us. I mean, what we see we in this days. So I guess the biggest way is just uh, celebrities giving to charity. Now, in a way it's great that they give a million dollars to charity. Why do they always have to get all the cameras in this huge checks? Right? Why, why do people do that? Other people think well of them, right? It's, it's virtue signaling. It's kind of showing, hey look how, how generous I am, look how kind I am. Now, I don't know, that, that, that may not happen here in church. I don't know, money counters do you ever get such a big check in the... it doesn't <laughs> yeah. fit, right? Then we have to
2: take a
1: <laughs> like. now, now, let me give you an example, so I, I, I can feel this pressure sometimes. So maybe it's the, it's the offering just now, the bags went round. And maybe you give by standing order. I knew that. I find it very easy, just every month the money automatically goes to the church. So I never put something in. But, but I'm very aware that people kind of don't see that, right? So when you're in the row. And this person puts something in, and the next person puts something in, and the next person. Then it comes to you. But what do you do? And if you just pass it around, and you're aware that everyone's looking at you, and you just pass it. You know? Don't you get to church? And so, what you so you get your wallet out, and you find that 20-note, and you put it in. But why do you do that? In the moment, why are you giving this money to church? Does it have anything to do with God? No, right? It's just purely so that you know people don't think you're you're ungenerous. People think that people don't think that you're not giving. It, it, it's just a show, right? It may call them offering, but actually it's just show. Just for your reputation. And we tend to do this as well, right? In, in in little ways. Of course, you know, we have this bank transfer, you know, we, we, we do give for good reasons, but you know we're so aware of others, right? From human church. Or prayer, that's Jesus' next example. And, uh, the Pharisees have a great prayer. Uh, verse 5, uh, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And so I guess prayer at the time, it was much more visual. You know, that it was, I mean, when I pray on the street corner, people just think I fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know what your prayer is like. but I think many of them Muslims country, right? Muslims they have to you know do it five times a day and they have to say things and they have to bend seven joints and those kind of things. It's all very visual. So if I was a Muslim and wanted to show off, I would yeah, I would go to the big street and I put my mat in the in everyone's walkway so everyone has to walk around me. And then first I stand there and I stretch so that all my joints are kind of right. and then I <coughs> get in my voice right so I can say the Allah Akbar and then I go for it, and everyone sees me, right? It's terrible. It's just showing off. Of course, we don't do that, right? Except we often do. I find, you know, when I'm praying, again, I'm very aware of others. So maybe I, I put in a few extra Bible verses in my prayers. So that people think, I'm, I know the Bible so well, and I pray scripture. And next week, we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer. Right, and the Lord's Prayer, uh, this is not a secret, it's, it's very God-centered, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done. Now, I find that I pray that often, because I want everyone to think how God-centered I am. It's terrible, right? <laughs> I use the most God-centered prayer in the most self-centered way. I don't know if you find yourself doing that, Or maybe it's a bit like the offering that You're in a small group at the passage and this person, prays, this person prays, this person prays, this person prays, this person prays, and you're next in line, right? And actually you haven't been paying attention. Your, your mind is being on this project at work. But everyone's looking at you, right? So, okay, well, let me just pray something. Then it's nothing to do with God. It's just purely so that people think you're, you're spiritual. You don't want to appear on spiritual. It's or, uh, Jesus last example fasting over in verse 16 uh, when you fast do not look somber as the hypocrites do for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting uh, fasting I mean for them it was much more of a duty than for us they had to do it once a year on the Day of Atonement but generally it's for mourning for sin it's for, for you know the Savior to come so they, they fasted quite a lot but yeah, you haven't eaten for three days, just drink water, you're feeling miserable. Uh, it's easy to show that, right? And then people will notice because they will, hey, are you okay? You, you don't look very well. But oh, that, that's fine, I'm just fasting. Right? Here's, here's a chance for me to say how spiritual I am. Uh, I don't know if you do much fasting, it's a, I think maybe it chance a bit with Jesus. but. I think there's so many ways in which I do this. Like, I, I like to serve. You know, uh, I, I love to offer to do dishes, you know, if we've been somewhere for dinner. Except in Hong Kong everyone is a helper. But, you know, <laughs> I love to give people a ride. And uh, there are great things to do. Jesus wants us to serve. And yet there's always this voice in my head. I hope people notice how certain hearted I am. It's terrible. Um, I want to play some music at home. I like techno music, but let me just play worship songs because then I I sound more spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. You know, you see this passage and I look at my life and there are so many ways. And I just do it for others and not for God. And how do you think God feels when you do something like that? I don't know what it is for you. This is something that you need to just pray about and see, how am I doing this wrong? But how does God feel when you, you pretend that you love him and, and you pretend that you, you, you're you so close to him and actually it's just a show-off Imagine there's a party and a husband and wife go to this party. And, and the husband is it's really nice. He takes his wife into uh, uh, his umbrella and, and then puts it away. Hong uh, Kong, you don't he, wear clothes. He gets a drink for her. And they talk, and he comes and puts his arm around her, and you know they, they go dancing, and he, he looks wonderful. Who thinks he's such a good husband? But what does the wife think? Well, the wife knows what he's really like. At home, he just comes home and watches TV. He, he never does anything in the house, he never says a word, he's never like this. It's true, yeah? <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're being honest. <laughs> So she knows, it's just fake, right? <laughs> this guy is just trying to impress other people. Yeah. This guy, maybe it worse. he's probably just trying to impress other women. Because he wants to feel close and frustrated. <laughs> and so will he get any reward? When they come home, will she say, oh darling, you were so wonderful tonight? No. And do you think God feels any different when we, you know, when we act like this? Again, it's... Most of us, we're very next. We, we do good things and there's some bad things continue. yeah. If Jesus wants real, really pure motives, then but most of us, know. we're... I, I feel yeah. so disgusted, so ashamed, right, when you see a message like this. And that, that's a Sermon on the Mount. Jesus goes so deep. And, yeah, we see how far, short, we fall. Uh, at that time, you know, we do need to remember, this is not how you become a Christian. We don't become a Christian by keeping this perfectly. Now, who is the kingdom of God for? We saw that a few weeks ago. It's for those who mourn their sin. Those who are poor in spirit. Those who hunger for righteousness because they know that they they don't have it. And we we come to Jesus and get forgiven and that's how we're accepted. It's not by our great and pure secret prayers. That's not the case. And that's wonderful for me and for all of all of us. And let's remember the gospel as we look at a passage like this. But of course, we want more than forgiveness. We do want to change. So, how do we change? How do we get to this, this true religion? You know, the real thing. And that is where Jesus will go now. And because the problem is this reward. What do you get if you do this? You get praise from people. But we're going to go to this true religion and, and see the reward there. Sorry, I forgot some of the slides, <laughs> some of the things. Okay, um, so what is the, the right way then? Well, Jesus gives us a very simple thing. If you always do it for others, what is the best thing to do? Well, he says do it in secret. If you're so concerned about what others think and not what God thinks, well, just do it secret. Right? Every single passage... Uh, you get, uh, um, what is it, yeah, you get do it in secret, right? Uh, that your giving may be in secret, uh, verse 6, uh, that your prayers may be in secret, verse 18, that your fasting may be in secret. The thing is, if you do it on your own, then there's no one right? if you If you pray on your own with no one there, you just do it for God, because he's the only one who's there. It's very simple. And because actors don't perform if there's no audience. You know, if they come on stage and they look at the theatre, there's no one there, they will stop. What's the point? No, we, oh, we, if there's no one there, we do it for God. And then, it doesn't really matter, right? Will you get a million dollars or a hundred dollars? No one knows. No one cares. Only God is there. You can pray the most beautiful to our prayer, quoting every book of the Bible in alphabetical order, whatever, <coughs> or you just say a few stammering words, lords, I'm hopeless, I need you. It doesn't matter. No one knows. No one cares. Just your Father. And if you do that, yeah, then that is just for God, right? Because he's the only one who's there. Then you do it for him. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that we can never pray with others. It's not that what Barnabas did just now was wrong because we could hear him pray. It's fine. You know the, the New Testament Christians, they constantly pray together. Uh, and, and it's okay to give by standing order, and right? the church treasurer can see what you've given. It, it, it's, it's okay. You know, it's good to give text efficiently. You can give more. I think it's about your heart, right? When you do that, what is your heart like? And you know, I, I can sin even when I'm on my own, right? Uh, I can feel proud of what I give. I feel extra proud because I've given in secret, you know. It's about your heart. But the best thing, if you do it alone, it's just you and God. And there's no temptation. And then when you just pray in public later, you pray so much in private, it's just so natural, it's fun. And you won't even notice the others because you're so used to just praying on your own. It's wonderful, isn't it? That is Jesus' very simple answer. Do it on your own. Giving, praying constantly. Although the thing that strikes me is the motivation. Because what is Jesus' motivation here? I don't know what you think. Well, what would be really virtuous, really godly kind of giving and prayer? I guess it's, you think, if it's not about me at all, right? I give and it's only about those people. Nothing for me. Or I pray and because I see all these needs and nothing for me. The surprising thing here is that Jesus says there's a reward. Did you notice that? First one, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. You don't get a reward. And if you do do it in secret, well, end of verse 4, your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Jesus says there's a reward. It's actually quite common in the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, last week was such a long passage, but even there, 5 verse 46, Jesus says, Now, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Aren't even the tax collectors doing that? If you just love people who love you, you don't get a reward. But if you love your enemies, it's implied, you get a reward. I don't know if you noticed that, that Jesus once says, now, No, now this is rewarded. There is something in it for you, uh, the question is, well, what that is? You know, um, what kind of rewards? And I guess the prosperity preachers will tell you that you get money and health and wealth and blessing, and that's uh, not biblical. Uh, but it must be something, right? So Some people think, oh well, it's just, uh, you know, your prayer gets answered. That's your reward. But but how about giving? If I give a million dollars for extremely selfish reasons? Those people still get a million dollars, right? It doesn't really matter. So it's not that my reward is that they are helped. They get helped either way. Uh, it's treasure in heaven, maybe partly. But let us think just about, well, what is the reward you get from others? If if I do things for others, what is my reward? Well, we saw the applause picture earlier that that I forgot. You you know you get people's approval. You, you please people. People. They, they like you, you know you, you you do things for them they appreciate it you, you grow in a relationship and I think that's just the same with God you, know, you spend time alone with god and the reward is you know you grow in relationship uh, you give just to please god out of love for him you grow in relationship and it's relational you no know, if, if i want to grow in relationship with my wife the best thing is to spend time with her do things for her right? Then we grow our relationship. Uh, so I think that is what, what Jesus is saying. And that's not selfish. Because my reward is more of God, right? So it's God centered. It's not really about me. It honors God because I just want to grow a relationship with Him. But, you know, do you believe these things are rewarding? We believe that giving and praying and fasting, you know if you want to do it, because of a a reward, the reward of knowing God better, the reward of growing in relationship with him. And I I don't think about that. For me, I I hardly believe that. I think that's maybe partly a misunderstanding of the gospel. And the gospel is wonderful, because the gospel is, you know, Jesus died for you, and he's given you his righteousness, and so you're perfectly accepted. (coughs) You don't. <coughs> you, know, you, you, don't get, you, know, you don't do these things to be more accepted by God. You already have His full approval, absolutely. And that's wonderful. And you know, sometimes you're a Christian one day, you're a bad Christian, and then your relationship with God in some ways is not affected. You are a child of God. You are. That, that does not change. But at the same time, the relationship does change. Right? If I spend my time, my day in willful sin every day, surely I will grow apart from God, right? Uh, I'm still his child, but I grow apart. Uh, the person who just, whenever he prays, only thinks about other people. Surely that the person will be further away, feel, feel further away from God than the person who just prays, you know, uh, because he delights in his father. And, uh, there is an element of, of experience to our relationship and, and, and that is affected by, by what we do. Uh, Tim Chester gives a great example. I don't know if you know Tim Chester. He gives this great uh, book, Enjoying God. He he says, uh, imagine two sons. Jack makes breakfast for his father every day, and they chat for half an hour while they eat it together. Uh, Later in the day, Jack and his father hang out together, flying a kite, playing football, reading a book. Uh, Meanwhile, Jack's older brother, Phil, is embarrassed by his father. Phil stays in his room all day with his music turned up loud. On the rare occasions when Phil communicates with his father, it normally takes the form of dismissive grunts. Now how many sons does the father have? The answer, of course, is two. Yeah. And what do they do to become sons? Nothing. They were simply born as sons. But only Jack enjoys being a son. Only Jack experiences a good relationship with his father. And, yeah, Jesus says... Do these things in secret, and you will grow in relationship. You know, you will that 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 is, I think, the reward. And again, that's that's often not how I think. For me, all these things are usually business. Yeah, my prayer times, I come with a long list of all the people with needs in the church and all the ministries and missionaries and etc. And it's just business, right? It's a business meeting, and here's the agenda. Uh, Or Giving, yeah, okay, here, here are all these causes, yeah, they need money, and uh, fasting, well, yeah, we want God to work in the church, but it's all just business. How often do I, uh, how often do I really, you know, just pray because I delight to spend time with God, that I come and bring these things before Him, because I know they matter to Him, and they matter to me, because I'm His child, and I'm just delighted. Then that is what Jesus offers here. And again, it doesn't matter. It's not that God loves you more when you give a million rather than a hundred. It's not like that. It's just that you're know, your heart, uh, the quality. But, but, but then, then you, you're not a faith. Right? Then God is number one. And God is what you love, what you delight in. And yeah, Jesus says it, that's rewarding. Do it. Uh, so, yeah, asking close, and I hope that, you know, what do you really want? Do you want people's approval? People who will move away? You know, people who, uh, yeah, uh, can't offer you anything? Or do you just want to grow in relationship with your father, with whom you will be for all eternity, who loves you so much? And I think if you put it like that, why do we care so much about what people think, right? Why don't we just. You know, delight in God and, and go for Him, and do things with Him. And so try that today. You know, what, is, what shall I do? Well, Jesus is very simple. Go to your room lock the door, and uh, and pray. And I mean, not straight away. There's mission partners presentations. There's <laughs> uh, coffee. There's fellowship. Lunch. It's later this afternoon. You know, go to your room, lock your door, and uh, spend time with your Father, and and enjoy the reward of a relationship. Why don't I pray? Father, forgive us for all the ways that we, uh, we think other people are more rewarding than you. And when we think uh, doing these religious things, praying, giving, fasting, when that's we think there's no reward in that, uh, help us to see again who you are and how wonderful that we have a relationship with you. Help us to see a reward in that. And would you? You know, the light is, would you draw us close? And would we make the effort to spend time with you, uh, to fast, to, uh, to give just out of the light for you? And, and as you draw us close, yeah, would we uh, see that indeed that the greatest reward ends. You know we need your help. Thank you that you're a living God, and you love us, and you're our Father, and you want to help us. In Jesus' name. Amen.